Good evening, listeners. This is Quad Pro Quo. We are a weekly film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene of Silence of the Lambs. Brought to you with our hosts, Ali, Guido, Tammy, and Matt. And in this special edition, we are starting our second season with a cage match. Cage Match is inspired by the seminal actor that we all know and love, born on January 7th, 1964, named Nicholas Kim Coppola, also known as Nicholas Cage, a man who has had a career spanning since 1981, his first film called The Best of Times. Since then, he's been over 110 movies as an actor. Won 60 awards, 105 nominations, including one Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. He is also an avid Superman fan. He has a son named Kal-El. He is an avid Elvis fan. He even married Lisa Marie Presley. And also an exorbitant spender. Known for his purchases of two albino king cobras. Not one, but two islands in the Bahamas. A burial pyramid in New Orleans. And, of course, a dinosaur skull for $276,000. On that note, we are starting season two of Quad Pro Quo. Woo! Amazing. And, as previously stated, we are doing two supersized episodes for January, all focusing on Nicolas Cage. Let's ride. He deserves Formerly it. Nicolas Coppola. Did you all know he was a Coppola? Yes. I did not. He was a Coppola. And his middle is. name's Kim. Kim, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's short for Kim Possible. Cute. <laughs> we have a very special guest on today's episode and next week's episode. John, say hi. Hello. It's John. Our yes, our it's our super, super fan, John. We Ooh. decided since this, we're going to have a head-to-head knockout competition. Since there are four of us, we needed a tie-breaking vote on everything. We definitely needed this a tie-breaker. So just to go over what we're going to do, on today's episode... In this corner, Matt's pick... The Rock, released in 1996, directed by Michael Bay, starring Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, a $75 million budget with a $335 million box office return. And in the opposing corner, we have Ali's Pick, released in 1997, directed by Simon West, starring Nick Cage and John Cusack. We have Con Air, with a budget of $75 million grossing. 224 million. Okay. We're each going to get 25 minutes to talk about the movie. Plot, defend it, whatever. And then at the end, we are all going to vote on five categories. Best car, best meltdown or line from the movie, best supporting cast, best guns slash action, and then finally, best movie. Then we'll tally up the points. Yes. So see who wins. Basically how it's going to go is best car. We're each going to go around and say which movie had the best car. If The Rock wins, The Rock gets the point. If Con Air wins, Con Air gets a point. And then whoever, whichever movie gets the most points wins. And don't you worry, Matt has his pen wick and ready to tally Woo-hoo! up these points. Glad and right. John's here to fact check him. All right. We're going to start with... I also made a table for my tally marks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a sports nut, huh? You did. Someone needs to take a picture of this. Holy know, shit, Batman. You, Talk you about prep time. You always you can't read my notes. I love how you wrote me faux show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so 
good. That's who I'm voting for. Okay. Oh, wow. Fifth grader, he gets straight A's. (laughs) (laughs) See, I did. I wrote me faux show. What? Nice. Don't do and then you wonder, and you wonder why your children are such egomaniacs, <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there like me, faux show, faux show. God damn it! You're going down, Tams. All right, that's next week's episode. We're talking about our week's episode yes. right now. Thank you. All right. And All right. let the shit talking begin. Yes, absolutely. So, would somebody please pull up a timer on their phone? I can do this and set it for 25 minutes. Got it. I have 25 minutes to talk about Con Air. I got this. Okay. I'm good. Can you tell time? I I can do this. All right, timer. We're starting with Con Air. Oh, I already started the timer. That's fine. I'll be fine. Okay. So we're going to shut up while you You talk. You get a five minute. It's okay. Seven minutes. As previously stated, this movie premiered in 1997. Directed by Simon West. I did not look up what else Simon West did. Don't even know his name. So I feel like this is the only movie he ever directed. (laughs) At the time? Maybe ever. Forever. Who knows? I personally thought it was a Jerry Bruckheimer movie, but apparently he just uh, produced it. Brief synopsis, very brief. Newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers seize control. That is a very brief explanation. It is. Yes. It is the most brief. It's the IMDb explanation. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Nicholas Cage plays Cameron Poe. Returns home to Alabama. Quick fact, he lived in Alabama for a while to master that accent. <laughs> master. Master. Yeah, hey. master. Master. Yeah. Like Keanu mastered that Florida, Florida accent grasp. and devil's yes. advocate. I, I thought I knew what the word master meant. No. Oh. He defends his wife, Trisha Poe, played by... Ooh. Monica Potter. Monica Potter. Thank you very much from Parenthood. She's prego in the movie. Although not prego enough, apparently. According you can to totally that. see it. Yes. He defends his wife in a weird parking lot slash oil, uh, rig. oil rig slash on the water bar. Yeah, it's a fishing dock. Yeah. With the oil there. And accidentally in kills Alabama. a man by shoving his nose up into his brain stem. Totally would not happen. Just saying. Would it happen, Tammy? I don't see why not. Oh, oh my God. Medical Which... opinion says yes. If you, if you punch somebody hard enough and then they hit their head on the ground the right way, there you, you can go. kill them. There you go. But you didn't hit But that's not the... what he. The movie portrayed him dead before he hit the fucking Look, ground, as the judge Tammy. Said, his hands, lethal weapons. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Thank you, John. That whatever. is what the judge says when he gives him seven. However, and a half years. you are a you are an army ranger, and because of your training, that makes your hands lethal weapons. Lethal uh, weapons. Lethal weapons. So that. Sir. Douchebag in California who killed an entire family dri- dri- driving drunk didn't get any uh, jail time, but Cameron Poe gets seven and a half years. Well, his car's not a lethal weapon. Oh, I guess so. That's, what? They put him in jail for the accent. So he's in jail. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's so true. He's in jail. His uh, bunkmate is Michael T. Williams, who is probably most famous for playing Bubba. In Forrest Gump. But his name is Baby O. Baby O. And, spoiler alert, he has diabetes. Diabetes. And he basically... Debilitating. Plays Debilitating this, he diabetes. He plays the same ending for both movies. Yes. What? He plays the same character. Yeah. What? You mean because he almost dies? He gets hurt, shot. You got shot. And he oh. holds him at the end while he's dying. He does hold him. It's the same thing. <laughs> What's yeah. his Spoiler character's alert. name? Babyo. Babyo. Yeah. 
So they are being um, baby put o, on, Cameron Poe shrimp. They're being put on a plane. Cameron is going home to Alabama, and the rest are being shipped to Alabama to populate the new Supermax prison. So we see the cast of characters. Now, in my opinion, it the supporting cast star is just studded. fucking stellar in this movie. All right. Personal love of mine, John Cusack. Please. <sighs> U.S. Marshal Vince Larkin. Uh, linen suit wearing sandals with socks. Yeah. Marshall. He's just socks and sandals. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Kumbaya. So you know cute. he eats grape nuts for in the breakfast. Wasn't even a linen suit. It looked linen. No, it wrinkled cotton, like. And they oh. made it look like it was linen. Oh, maybe. It's got yeah. a cotton suit that didn't fit. It looks like he smells like granola. We also made. And kombucha, I bet. No. For John. Cole Meany. Greatest actor of our time. Who plays Fucking DEA asshole. Duncan Malloy? This is also where we meet. The car. He's not quite a union man in this one. No. Which, no. Thankfully, the DEA doesn't have a union. He drives what? up in a 1967 Chevrolet Corvette convertible Stingray with the license plate <sighs> that reads as kicker. as kicker. Badass. And just for you, John, I have this lovely little piece of trivia. Cole Meany's keychain has a Star Trek communicator ornament on it. Yes, it does. I noticed that. Hey, because quit Cole... trying to bribe the judge. Oh, I'm Heather pl- did not care. I am playing to my audience. And who did Cole Meany play in Star Trek, John? Uh, that was Chief Miles Edward O'Brien. All right, there we go. Not just a man. Was he an asshole yeah. on the show? Man. No, he was the greatest man who's ever existed. He's definitely Trek. an a-hole in uh, this movie. At first, he, I feel, like comes around. He doesn't like John Cusack. He John no Cusack choice. is very uh, loquacious, as he says. No, <laughs> um, he's and, like, uh, I think you mean the Thoris. John Cusack's also real bossy in this movie. Well, it's his, it's his thing. It's US his play. Mar- US, U.S. Marshals control prisoner transfer. So Socks and sandals gave him that power. It is his thing. So then John Cusack goes through our most famous prisoners. It is an all-star flight, as he said. We meet John Malkovich, a.k.a. Cyrus the Virus. He's killed more people than cancer. Lovely. <laughs> we meet Danny Trejo, who plays Johnny 23, a rapist and a disgusting, disgusting person. Disgusting. I disgust. I disgust. Rapist. He likes to do the rapes. We meet Dave Chappelle, who plays Joe Parker, a.k.a. Pinball. Yeah, what's up? Arm robberies. In the, oh, hey, what's up, coaches? We meet Ving Rames, who plays Nathan Jones, a.k.a. Diamond Dog. They're talking to Denzel for the movie. Very good. <laughs> and we meet Nick Chinland, who plays Billy Bedford, who killed his whole family, his wife, his parents, even his dog. Even their dog. Amazing. This is a great scene, in my opinion. One of the best. When we get oh, this, no, this prisoner is a, explanation uh, montage. Yeah. So good. It's a montage. Not really a montage. It's a scene for scene thing. I know. Montages, right, they cut well, it. There's music behind it, so I consider it kind of a, a montage. It. So then the plane gets taken over because Pinball, a.k.a. Dave Chappelle, um, manages to pull a tiny vial of gasoline, gasoline lighter fluid, yeah. out of his throat mm-hmm. and light his uh, seatmate on fire, who's an indigenous person. Yo, <laughs> coaches. just been super racist, too. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he did the... Is that before or after they pulled the pins out of their skin? They're doing this. They're as doing this as this is all because, happening. Because it's all happening. Yeah. Because it's unfolding to us as a li- as a viewer. Like there's some ulterior shit happening on this plane. Absolutely. And it was yeah. They were they had this plan to a T. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Pinball releases Cyrus. He releases Diamond Dog. Cyrus gets up into the front of the plane, kills the one pilot, and then this is my um. Yo, first, he stabbed that guard in the neck with this. Yeah, with, with the Ving Rhames. That was brutal. Ving Rhames stabs mm-hmm. the one guard in the neck who was supposed to be delivering 
baby o his insulin because again debilitating diabetes <laughs> it's it's level like it's level seven wilford brimley yes. diabetes john malkovich takes over the plane and says in my opinion the greatest line ever written and if you say a word about this over the radio the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse this is poetry. It's just I would so like to much. say that this movie is written by Scott Rosenberg, who also wrote Beautiful Girls, another pick of mine from this podcast. Any any uh, thoughts so far, guys? Just Nothing? get to Steve Buscemi. All right. Yeah. So then we have to land to do a off on because uh, oh. they have to land in Carson City, which is the capital of Nevada, and they have to take some of the prisoners off and bring on new ones. So they take the guards... They do like a uniform switcheroo. They use, do a uniform switcheroo, but unfortunately, three of the people who are supposed to get off were shot in the melee. Look, this kind of subterfuge is not appreciated. <laughs> what subterfuge? <laughs> what have you? Distraction. I think you've got a, uh, a knack for this spycraft. So we land. Oh, yeah. We get rid of the pilot because they need him for one of the parolees. Nicolas Cage says he's going to stay on. He was going to get no, off. He wants to get off, but he couldn't turn down drink with a freaky chick or something like that. Yeah. He was going to get off, but now he needs to stay on because they're gagging and bagging everybody. He won't be able to scream to high hell. And he needs to stay on for baby And the female prison guard who's on this plane, the only female prison guard, because he says, what would my daughter think if I let you stay here and get violated and raped, basically? Meanwhile, <laughs> Dan- meanwhile Danny Trejo's just sitting over there like, I think your accent's better than Nick's in this movie. Oh, I know. Your Alabama accent. I know. It definitely is. Yeah. That's not saying much. So when we land in Carson City, we pick up probably, let's say, the most famous person on this flight. We pick up Garling Green, played by Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yes. He is a mass murderer. Serial, serial killer. killer. Who is... Also called, I forget his name, I didn't write it down. The Marietta Mangler or yes, something like Marietta that. Yes, Marietta Mangler, who killed up 30-some people up and down the... He made, according to Baby O, he made the Mason family look like the goddamn Partridge family. Oh, I'm shaking. Well, he's on the right <laughs> flight. Yep. <laughs> and the plan is to land at Lerner Airfield, where they will then be picked up by... Um, Colombian drug because, lords Because, cartel. yeah, because also another person that's being on the Nevada transfer is Sandino. The, yeah, Sandino. He's a cartel guy. Yep. Who we then find out that this is a, this is a, this is the whole plot to get right. him out. Which meanwhile, this was also the thing that uh, Cole Meany's character and his partner who also added to the fricassee that was the, the, the criminals overtaking the plane because he wanted a DEA agent to sit there and listen to Sandino. Cause he's known to be quite loquacious. Yes. Verbose. Verbose. Yeah, the DEA guy was on the expanse. Oh. Guys were right. <laughs> okay. So they land. Let, we're just going to cut to it. They land in Lerner Airfield while they kind of crash, sort of. They get stuck in the sand. And they have to be pulled out. Yeah, because. Luckily, they have a pilot played by MC Ganey, Swamp Thing. That dude was taken off from Lerner Airfield. So right. Not, That's right. Correctly. That's right. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't. Couldn't they not land correctly because their landing gear was messed up? Yeah, it's something like, oh, yes, right, because landed. Dave Chappelle was stuck in the landing gear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they yeah. push Dave Chappelle out of the landing gear, and he lands on a... Guido, I wrote it down. You ready? I'm pretty sure it's a Volvo. It's a Volvo. Volvo 940 wagon. Even I knew it was a Volvo, and I'm like the least car guy in this Driven country. by Don S. Davis. Oh. Yes. The dad Stargate from... Fame. 
the, the dad hold on, I gotta find Twin it. Peaks. Pimbo yeah. lands on an 86 Volvo 240 station wagon. Oh, was yep. it 240? That's what it said. Well, fuck me. Yeah. Beauteous. So, unfortunately, Dave Chappelle's dead. So, they got to get out of Lerner Airfield. John Cusack has figured out where they're going, but no one will listen to him because he's crunchy granola and he wears socks with sandals. He steals <laughs> Duncan Malloy's Corvette. The ass kicker. The ass kicker. And drives it very fast to Lerner Airfield. Because if you got a fast car... Did you see what he chose not to take? His very own GTI. I noticed that. He oh. said, no thanks. I need you know eight cylinders. He's got a four-speed transmission in that car that he shifts like seven times. Got wow. a fast and furious car. We get this great scene, in my opinion, with Garland Green talking to the little girl. in the Because they basically stumbled upon a town of Hills Have Eyes. Like, it's these weird mountain people and creepy kids. It's just dust. Dust, dust and trailers yeah. and uh, first Sadness. aid kit full of chicken feet, like just weirdness. It's just yeah, like it a was, it was and and like Steve Buscemi Looks and the like little, vigilante. Eight. Steve Buscemi and the little kid was like uh, was like Frankenstein when you think about it. Like, That's how yeah. I always mm-hmm. thought it. Frankenstein's monster. It I feel like looks like that scene. Where Frankenstein's monster talks to a little girl and then throws her in the water. I always felt that way about that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, because then also there, Nick Cage finds he's looking he's looking for some needles for Baby O to help him with his to help him with his debilitating diabetes. Yes. And uh, he gets into a hangar and he finds a private jet sitting in there for Sandino. For Sandino, he's like, if you try, and they pull a gun on him. He's like, you pull a gun on me. There's going to be a bunch of cons that'll hear it and get all pissed off. And this is my favorite line of the movie because the guy puts a silencer on it and he's like, well, hooray for the sound fucking silence. Yeah. And action. Yes. Action, <laughs> explosions, gunfights. We get this great scene where Sandino tries to plead for his life and he's covered, surrounded by gasoline and he's, and he's like, but Sai to say Sai verse. And then he's like, Anara. Anara. Oh, this Amazing. is good shit, man. But then, meanwhile, stuff. also, the uh, the cops that didn't call Meany and the other uh, marshal that didn't believe Larkin, they're tracing because they hid the tra- the cons hid the transponder of the plane on a tourist plane. Yes, they're chasing this tourist plane with Apache helicopters. Yes, and then they're like, "Oh shit, that's a tourist plane." We need to get to Lerner Airfield with Vince Larkin. And then a whole shootout happens at Lerner Airfield. Lots of shootout, lots of guns. Guns, which I will list right now. Yes, this is my favorite Oh my God, all I said was standard. Are we ready? So the guards, the marshals, and the DEA use SIG Sours? Oh yeah. SIG Sours P226 pistols. The cartel carries Beretta 92 SBs and a Colt Woodsman. Vince Larkin carries a Glock 17. The undercover DE agent who gets shot, he has a C-Comp LWS 32. Then there's also some Scorpions, a Remington 870, some M16A1 and M16A2 rifles. Wrote down all the guns. I got to be honest with you. I'm hardening a diamond and ice storm right now. (laughs) Gosh. Six to midnight. All right. In front of my waifu. Really? <laughs> so then the prisoners, they, they get the plane going. At this point, we also have, or Billy Bedlam, Billy Bedlam has figured out who Cameron Poe is and that he's really going home to be paroled. And he finds the bunny that Cameron bought for his daughter. Billy Bedlam gets killed by Cameron Poe. All you bunny. had to do was put, put the bunny, bunny down. Yep. Put the bunny in the box. They're airborne now, and unfortunately now, Cyrus the Virus has found out. 
that Cameron Poe. My daddy, my birthday is January. Yes. July 14th. July 14th. My daddy. My daddy's getting out of prison on July 14th. Yep. And then he says, everyone freeze or the bunny gets it. They want to shoot down the plane because who cares about a bunch of prisoners? No one. But Vince Larkin convinces them not to. And then Cameron gets on the radio and says, I got the plane. I got the plane. And he says, we're not going to shoot it down. We're going to let it crash land on the strip of Las Vegas. Oh, no. Because that's a oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Las Vegas airport. But and why didn't they get the, got a refueling truck. Yeah. Why didn't they get the president on the line and ask if they could shoot this plane down? And Cole Meany says, the casualties will be catastrophic. We could have shot them down over the desert. Blah, blah, blah. So they do crash land onto the strip or the old strip. I think because the Hard Rock is on the new strip. It's like, yeah, okay. Because they, remember, they crash into the Hard Rock because the Hard Rock paid a shit ton of money to be in this movie. Yes. It was not a landing strip. No. Lots of damage. People dead. Including a, a second Corvette. A white, disgusting white Corvette. Just grossness. This movie hates Corvettes. Danny Trejo I mean, loses, dies and his arm gets cut off. Which they love nice. Corvettes back chain? in this day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is the ultimate sports car. And, uh, Mustang. In the 90s? No, just a Mustang guy. We think uh, everything's okay, but, you know, Cyrus, like a virus, lives on. And he escapes the plane along with Swamp Thing. Oh, I only have five minutes left. Okay. Oh, God. With no, he Swamp escapes Thing. with Diamond Dog. And Swamp Thing. And, and Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Yeah. Swamp Thing's driving the fire, fire truck. Fire truck. Cameron Poe and who else? John Cusack go after them. On motorcycles. Yes. Stolen police motorcycles. There is a fight on the fire truck. Water gets put into the cab of the fire truck. And then basically John Malkovich, Cyrus the Virus, gets launched onto a rock crushing machine. Mm-hmm. Well, first it's through a balcony. Through a balcony. Or like or a, a causeway. Like a walkway. Yep. Which happens Sky to be next to a, a rock crushing rock machine, crushing in the machine. Of the road. Yeah. So up the conveyor. And then deposited right below a, a rock crusher. And his skull gets crushed. Via rock crusher. And then we get to the end where Cameron Poe is re- reunited with his wife and little Kaisy Poe. Live my life without you. And we get this amazing song. I'm sorry, the bunny's kind of dirty. What yep. kind of life would that Performed be? by... Okay. Oh, <laughs> Need you in my house, need you to hold. All right, thank you. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. How do I live? Written by Diane Warren. And tell me why. How do I live without you? Wonderful. Easily. I want to know. How do I breathe without you? All right. Performed by Trisha Yearwood. Like I said, written by Diane Warren. Nominated for an Oscar. Lost to My Heart Will Go On. Was this song? No way. Yes, it was. That was. Originally, it was performed by Leanne Rimes, but in the movie, it's performed by Trisha Yearwood. Oh, so much better. We also get a great little. um, I prefer Leanne Rimes and Coyote Ugly, to be fair. A great little scene where John Cusack apologizes to Colmini for ruining his Corvette, and Colmini says, "Ah, I got tired of that car anyway. Bullshit. I would have murdered that fucker. I got three minutes. Yeah, he just uh, didn't care at all. I'm going to go through why I think this is great. Again, the car 1967 Chevy Corvette convertible Stingray. Cast, supporting cast, John Cusack, John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, Danny Trejo, Dave Chappelle. The Donna list goes on and on and on. I am flipping the page. Bing Reams, Cole Meany, Michael T. Williams, 
Williamson. The guns. So many guns. So many explosions. Landing on the strip of Vegas. Lots of people dying. Great. I do so like that, that part. motorcycle touched the fire truck. All that was pretty cool. Amazing. Like, just boom. Amazing. Nominated for two Oscars. Best song. Best sound. Okay. Best song? That song. That song was nominated yes. just for this movie? Yes. yes. Shut up. Again. 1997 was a sad year. Yeah, Celine Dion won. Best line. The next wings you see will belong to the flies. Buzzing over your rotting corpse. Cole Meany has a Star Trek keychain. Gary Oldman was the first choice to play Cyrus the Virus. That was, I would have watched that movie. Oh, I no. would have watched that movie more than I watch it now. Tim Roth was the first choice for Garland Green. I kind of liked... Shemmy. No. Put the bunny in the box. Oh, yeah. Lots of people the bunny in were the considered box. for Cameron Poe. I liked this one the most. Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse in the Sky. I would not have watched that movie. <laughs> no, I did not need to see... Not, no. no. Yep. Fun fact... Uh, Pinball, Chappelle, and Michael T. Williamson shared a little connection because Dave Chappelle turned down the role of Bubba Gump and it went to Michael T. Williamson. Dave Chappelle as Bubba? This. I might not have hated Forrest Gump. Yeah. This, The Rock, and Face Off are considered the holy trinity of Cage. And the low-flying plane in Vegas caused many residents to call the police. <laughs> so they actually flew that plane through Vegas? They they landed it in the, where the Sands Casino and then the Sands Casino was blown up like a week later because it was already scheduled for demolition. Oh. Hmm. Nicholas Cage was on a strict diet regimen, got down to 3% body fat for this movie. He still looked Damn. soggy. So. And then literally I had to left put, I had days. to put the donuts down. <laughs> was that while he was in prison that he got that buff? Oh, yeah. And then basically no, left the no, set to those, film Face Off like three days later. Push-ups. Yeah. I was just like, he was my dude, you don't have to do that. I guess I would just say, you know, I just, I uh, I know this movie is um, a lot. The movie's amazing. But I, I love, love it. this movie. I love John Malkovich in it. I, You know my love for John Cusack. <sighs> love him. He hated this movie. Famously hates it. John, apparently John Malkovich famously hates it too. Just called it. Someone asked him why he did it. He said said money. Yeah. It's one of his best. It's literally one of his best movies. Apparently MC Ganey Swamp Thing says it's his favorite movie. Done. That was kind of <laughs> I'm glad it was Swamp Thing's favorite movie. Because he did look like the dude having the most fun making this movie. He did. Was it Cole Meany's favorite movie? Was not a lot of... Um, facts about Cole Meany other than the Star Trek uh, medallion. Just assume that Cole Meany spent the whole time drunk and angry. Oh, I love it. Because that is how Cole Meany spent the 90s. Oh. Sounds about He's right. He's truly a hero. Round one, over. <laughs> Round two. Okay, we start with my movie, The Rock. Released in 1996, directed by Michael Bay. I honestly think this was the best movie he's ever done. He's become a hack since then. What else has he done? Uh, Transformers, Transformers uh, The Say Island. No more, um, oh, I like The Island. Schindler's List. No. Um, Schindler's List 2. Trans- Transformers, Schindler's List of the Moon. Oh my gosh. Starring Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris, Michael Bean, David Morse, William Forsyth, Clara Forlani, Tony Todd, John C. McGinley, and James motherfucking Bond himself, oh, Sir Sean Connery. Is that the supporting cast we're supposed to consider? That is the supporting cast we are supposed to consider. Okay. Basically, That's James motherfucking Bond. All right. 
Start. I would argue that Nicolas Cage is a supporting member of this cast. Well, this I'd is say a that, Sean Connery movie. I'd say that about the movie we just talked about, but okay. It starts off with, we don't even see Nicolas Cage at first. It starts off with uh, a rainy scene of, and it's Ed Harris getting all dressed up, getting dressed up in his, in his, um, his dress blues, and he's going to a gravesite in the pouring rain, and he's saying, he's like, guys, he's talking to his dead wife. He's like, I don't want you to think any less of me. Please don't, please don't. Because he's gonna do something. He's getting. He's also getting a bunch of flashbacks. Where like, like, oh, I'm sorry. You're supposed to help me, Major General. Blah blah blah. I'm sorry. I couldn't have gotten you out of there. So what does he do? He gets a ragtag group of uh, Marines with him, and they hijack a Navy research center that has one of the deadliest poison gases ever known to man and they hijack they 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 steal a bunch of it we even see how deadly this is because one of their guys drops a canister and it like basically kills them on the spot it's mm-hmm. it's grotesque what happens to them it's pretty um, cool they super cool yeah super cool. No, the no, skin it, bubbles up and they choke and their eyes oh, yeah. get all bloated and it's, i know it's I like said, they're he, melting i said this is a prequel to robert rodriguez i, I laughed yeah i laughed at when you said that <laughs> Then we cut to The Rock, Alcatraz Prison. It's now a national park where their people are taking a tour and all that stuff. And uh, the only sad thing about this movie was they didn't get Phil Hartman to play the the, the tour guide. The tour guide. From So I Married an Axe Murderer to, to reprise his role in this scene. It would have been great. He'd be like, that's where she got axed over there. Cause they now were, here's something the other tour guides won't tell you. But... <laughs> Ed Was Har- he dead by here by this one? Maybe, uh, yeah, ninety seven, I think so. So Ed Harris he died in ninety eight. He could have oh. done it. Oh. So Ed Harris, Awful. Ed Harris is actually still kind of showing himself as a good guy here because there's a also a group of school children. He walks up, he's like, "Hey, hey, you girls having a good time? You guys having fun? Uh, you know what? Tell your teacher to uh, get back on the boat and go back." Do you think they do that? Do you think the boat's like, "Okay, we'll leave all these other people here"? Well, they're little white women. I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah, there's a okay. whole bunch of small white children. I that's think, yes. true. Yeah. They take all the adults and they take them hostage and throw them in the jail cells of the rock. They set up all their stuff. They set up all their military outposts and everything. They set up the rockets to shoot into mainland Still San Francisco. Still has been no explanation as to why they're doing this, but that's okay. No, no, no. They're going to explain it right then. They're going Because they're going to call in and he's going to be, he's calling the joint, uh, Ed Harris is calling the joint chiefs of staff and he's like, look, I've been running these black ops into doing all this stuff and doing all this like black ops stuff that's, you know, is off the record and all my boys were dying and you guys haven't done a fucking thing about it. So you know what? I'm, I want reparations basically. And you I didn't want money. give any money to the family. Yeah. You didn't give any, no you didn't, you, yeah, you didn't get anything. any money to the families. You didn't give any record of their merit or like any sort of like, yeah, exactly. They got mm. fucked over yeah. for doing covert black ops. Super fucked over. Yeah. Oh, too bad. So he had, he's had enough. So he's decided he's taking all these people hostage. He's basically also taking all of San Francisco hostage because he has these three rockets full of 15, 15 rockets full of, well, no, yeah, 15 canisters of sarin gas that they put in three rockets. The ex-poison gas. 
No, there's more than three rockets. No, I feel like there's only three. Yeah, yeah, there's only... Why did he have 12 guidance chips to smash the first time? Yeah, the very first room he had. Oh, there oh, was. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they were all stored. Yeah, they were... Extra I watched threes. the movie this morning. That's right. No, no, there were, yeah. there were three that were in... There were three that were on the lo- in their launch things. The rest were all being stored in the morgue. Yes. Okay. That's, exactly. that's okay. what it was. So okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Three. So they're like, I'm going to use all these missiles of this terrible poison gas, the worst gas in the fucking world, to kill San Francisco unless you meet my demands. And then the Joint Chiefs of Staffs were sitting there like, that's General Hummel. He's one of the best guys we've ever had. Oh, shit. What are we going to do? Um, could we use the? Could we use this? Nah, napalm won't work. Napalm won't work. Well, what about this stuff? Oh, well, we need to test that. We have another idea. Um, what do you mean? Why don't we try and put send some troops in there to... Uh, but we need a layout of it. Oh, but nobody's ever escaped from the rock. <gasps> but wait, the FBI's like... We have a Actually, secret person we know uh, that has. Somebody was like, this, the FBI was like, um, actually. Um, actually. <laughs> we kind of do have somebody. To which then we cut finally to our our star of the cage match, Nicolas Cage. He is also an FBI agent, but he is a chemical freak. He's a chemical super freak, as he likes to call it. Uh, got his first chemical set when he was 11, burned his eyebrows off, never saw the cat again, anything like that. He's... Stanley Goodspeed. Stanley... Dr. Stanley Goodspeed. All right, fine. So... He's a quirky you guy. You forgot he's also a Beatlemania. Oh, yes. He spent $600 yes. on a vinyl record, and he didn't want his girlfriend to know, so he got it delivered to his house. And... She was the prom queen. She was the prom queen. Vanessa prom. Marcel. So winners fuck the prom is queen. She, was she on Las Vegas? I don't know. I only know is she has a kid with Brian Austin Green. It's the only thing I know about her. But, so she, was. she, she he find he find he finds out that she's pregnant and he's like oh. three weeks. By the way, she's Catholic. It's a problem. They're it's a problem. Married. He decides. Problem. He decides. He's going. He's like. All right, I'll marry you. Why don't you come out? You know, I'm doing this thing in San Francisco because he gets this call from the office that he has to go to San Francisco. He's like, oh, it's probably just a routine thing. Whatever. Training come on. Exercises. Come on, babe. Why don't you come out to San Francisco with me? He goes out first, finds out what it's all about. Then he's also there to interrogate the person that escaped from the rock. Mm-hmm. Who is? He's been in prison for more than for three decades he's this british sas operative that got caught and we don't we there's no record of him in great britain or in america his also name, that's um what's his name from the west wing john john spencer oh yeah yeah the head of the fbi is john spencer from yeah the west, west wing, wing. What a, yeah what she said and, and he's uh, been held without trial for 30 been years held without, he's probably in a good mood his name is what john mason yeah john mason Played by none other again than James Bond himself, Sir Sean Connery. Yay. Yay. He's sitting there, and William Forsyth is the other FBI agent that goes in there and tries to interview him all as a hard ass. A great He's, mustache. Oh, I know. It's phenomenal. Also, great mustache. Probably still using the hair gel that in from the movie we're going to talk about on our next episode, because that is the same person could have hit me over the head because I was so shocked. Yes. Oh, Avell? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, he got his teeth fixed. <laughs> I could not know that. even fucking believe that's William Forsyth. But, that gap could have gotten straight hand big. We'd never know <laughs> But he's sitting there, and then, of course, you know, they send Nicolas Cage in there to talk to Sean Connery because they're all sitting there, and he's like, oh, 
I've been in prison for 30 years. I've been in here longer than Nelson Mandela. You don't want me to run for president, do you? Nicholas Cage is just sitting there. He's like, oh, yeah, let's get him a cup of coffee. Take his take his handcuffs off. Oh, yeah, we'll get you a hotel and all that fun stuff. It'll be great. A suite. A suite. An incredibly expensive hotel at in the, San Francisco. Yeah. And I want a haircut and a shave. And the feel of a suit. And the feel of a suit. So they, they set him up in there. He's getting his haircut by... Oh man, I forget what the guy's name is, but he's like a he's a that guy. But he was also quite possibly another reason why my supporting cast is better than the other movie. Well, um, speaking of the last scene, Willie Garson played his attorney. I know. Ah, uh, yeah. RSVP. RSVP, Mozzie. It's the guy who's like, "What do you mean, those thithers? <laughs> you tell Picasso to paint without a brush." Are you saying that your movie had a better effeminately gay person than my movie did? Well, my movie does take place in... gay person was from uh, Hackers, right? Yes, Hack the Planet. And also, my movie does take place in San Francisco, so it has... The right to be effeminently gay? It just has more options. I bet there are lots of... Her movie at least had a guy in a dress, so... Yeah. Yeah, yours might only have the the LGB representation. Hers had a T. Yeah. So, but you know, real talk. But then, anyway, he gets his haircut. Sean Connery gets his haircut. He also he looks good. He looks he looks good, and he's like talking to the the deputy director, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna give you your life back, Mason. Oh, you're gonna shake on it." And then he throws the deputy director uh, over the roof. Instant broken wrist. That by is, the way. I said, pull, it would have pulled his his arm out of its socket. Yeah, he would have. That's why he was in a sling for the rest of the movie. I literally think it would have just ripped his arm completely off his body. It was insane. And, and then, and then he was dangling. And there. then we get we get one of a few meltdowns in this movie. I cannot handle this scene. Freeze, Mister! What you know? exaggerated <laughs> pull of the gun. It was and beautiful. What and awful? It's I mean, over the fucking top, dude. There, yeah. Yes. This, this movie. This movie also. I feel like with Con Air has a lot of guns. I'm just gonna gloss over. Like the handguns are all basically they're all Berettas because they're all like standard issue like um, law enforcement Beretta handguns. Oh, so I see you weren't prepared with this, and you had to look it up on the fly. Yeah, this isn't on the fly. I've literally had this up for minutes. Uh huh. So, minutes. <laughs> So Sean Connery escapes. He uh, he he runs down into the concierge area. He steals a Humvee. Who cares what the model or make or whatever a Humvee is? Fuck. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger here? So again, Who's I'm prepared. <sighs> no, it's an H1 Alpha civilian edition, um, 1994. Black on black on there. black. Black on black on black. Because I was there. saving, I was saving mine, my car. What I wrote down because Nick Cage is still chasing after him as well. And he steals a 96 Ferrari F355 Spider. Ooh. Yeah. F1. The 355 F1. It's Uh, in the wrong color. What color is it? Hold on a second. It may be the wrong color, but it has a gated manual transmission. It doesn't matter. The Lord's transmission. Guido, did you see what he skipped to get in that? It was a 964 Turbo right Mm. next to it. So he steals the car. Ferrari. Ferrari. Well, the fact that he stole the fact that he stole this low to the ground car in a speed chase in San Francisco is ridiculous to begin with. I wouldn't drive these cars in San Francisco. At least it had no hubcaps to lose. (laughs) Crazy chase, huge collateral damage. A trolley car gets destroyed. Tommy Wiseau might have been on it. We don't. know. You don't know. Hey guys, did you see that car? Also got destroyed. 
And he, rest in pieces. He destroys. He destroys the. He destroys the Ferrari just when this guy is like, "Dude, you totally tanked your Ferrari. It's not mine." And then the pauses in between lines in this movie. Neither is this. And he stole that guy's dirt bike and kept chasing after him because some kid's motorcycle. I'm not feeling real great right now. Yeah, while he's, they're both looking up, like, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage are both looking up, because apparently Sean Connery's character has a next of kin. He has a daughter living in San Jade. Francisco. Her name is Jade. Jade Angelou. Jade. It's a fuck pad. So, <laughs> so they, go to the, they go to that one, like, like uh, Coliseum, like, art garden or whatever. In the San famous Francisco. place yeah. in San Francisco where they, uh, where they film every movie. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Claire Forlani is there, and that's his daughter. They're all sitting there, and he's talking. He's like, you're the only way that people know I exist in this world. And just as he says that, all the cop cars show up. And she's like, oh, no, you broke out again. I thought you were free. And Nicolas Cage shows up. He's like, come on, John, let's go back to the office. Let's get this stuff done. Your father's working with us, by the way. That's a a total broom bro move, man. He's like, good move. Listen up, a-hole. Let's cut the chit-chat, (laughs) a-hole. That, yes. Well, he wanted to gain his respect so that... Sean That's my Connery favorite freakout right there. That that bit right there. I is mean, my Cameron Poe is nuanced compared to Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> Stanley Goodspeed doesn't have time to be nuanced. There's a psychopath he's, with rockets aimed in San Francisco, including his pregnant fiance. He is wound tighter than you a know, top. Like, you know what? I, he I, doesn't I, wear yeah. sandals and socks. I can guarantee you that. And and from the when we first were introduced to him, you could tell that he had nothing to do in the office until this moment. You're telling me you go in all laxity taking care of some sort of like uh, super poisonous gas. It doesn't seem like he has to do it that often, though. Well, it seems he like he just sits around interact. waiting. He's working with the yeah, guy. But exactly. Hold on a second. He's, he's just sitting around fidelity. waiting for bombs to deactivate. Are you serious right now? Yeah. They look pretty bored. Yeah, and that was they the very really first bored. one and in his career. Really All right. I mean, Catherine Bigelow won an Oscar for a movie like about the same thing. Jeremy Renner was high strung the whole time in his thing. He wasn't high strung. Oh, I think at one of the all. Marines was in that movie too. He's resting in peace. But okay. Mm. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> so it might happen. So anyway, they they get this whole thing where they're gonna what they're gonna do is they're gonna have this secret group of Navy SEALs bust up into the basement of the rock, led by Sean Connery. I mean, act, technically led by Michael Bean from mm. Terminator One, the best Terminator. But and aliens. And Tombstone. The second best alien movie. They're going to go up through the basement of the rock and take over and fight, you know, Ed Harris. Unfortunately, hilarity does not ensue. It's because they get to this one spot because Dr. The shower Co- room. They get to the shower room and Dr. Cox, John C. McGinley, <laughs> yes. was sitting there and was like, I have this specialty, this special motion tripwire that only I know about. I'm going to put it right here. On top of this thing, the place where they're going to come up from. And they come up, all of Ed Harris and his guys are waiting for him, and this huge scene of, you are Marines, you're supposed to, you will not, I will not give that order, you need to give that order. That scene was intense. It's a lot of yelling. The, well, the Navy SEALs I mean, all have like submachine guns, and the uh, the Marines have like M16s. In a superior position, in a elevated, superior, yeah, under the high ground. Yo, that yeah. one dude had a straight up M249. That was an M60, my guy. Was it an M60? Uh-huh. They literally it's even bigger. They literally wipe out everyone. They wipe out everyone but 
Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage because they stayed in the catacombs beneath. Yeah, they straight up said, no thanks. The best way to win your gulag is not go to the gulag. By catacombs, uh, I only win the gulag. By catacombs, 100%. do you mean the railway system from the Temple of Doom? Yes, the cistern <laughs> railway system. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. One. And apparently, you know, the, the, the rail cars that they're in are so super thick that, that, that bullets won't go through them. I think thing. I said that should have been a ride at Universal Studios. Oh, that it is. Been, uh, an Indiana oh, Jones no. ride. No, okay. yeah. they should have. I've been on that ride. They should have a rock ride. Escape the rock. Yeah. Yeah. John Williams music instead of Hans Zimmer music. That's oh, the only difference. But, I would like to crash a Ferrari. So now it's basically up to Nick Cage and Sean Connery to disarm all of the rockets, and they actually kind of do. Yeah. They do Other a good stuff. job. They do a good job. Uh, we find out they meet loved it. The, Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. yeah, because they do fire one of the rockets because the deadline is met. But Ed Harris was like, because there's a confrontation between Ed Harris and Sean Connery where um, Ed Harris has a gun to a hostage and Sean Connery gives himself up. And then they're sitting there. He's like, oh, so I guess you're going to kill us both. Ed Harris doesn't. So then he's sitting there and Nick Cage is freaking out like, we need, we still need to disarm these rockets. He's like, he's not going to do it. Hummel's not a killer. I saw it in his eyes. Can't believe Sean Connery's in the room. This is crazy. <laughs> and then we finally get to we and Nick Cage in oh, the same yes. room. We, we are so lucky. We get we get to like the one rocket was fired off, but yes, Ed Harris, true to Sean Connery's uh, discovery, he sent the trajectory off, so it doesn't kill anyone. It wouldn't have killed anyone anyway. He was shooting it at a Raiders game. I thought oh. it was a Niners uh, game. It's a Niners game. No, they said it's heading toward Oakland. Ah, uh, man, maybe I should have. I know a guy who's a Raiders fan. He would have been better. Oh, I thought they said they was. Oh, okay, okay. But, they looked like there was a lot of red in that stadium. I thought it was a Niners stadium it too. Looked, it was very confusing. Yeah, okay. But it, it the then it then it then cuts okay. to uh, it cuts to um, the final rocket. Uh, Stanley Goodspeed is there. He's already disarmed. He's taking the gas out. And Tony Todd is one of the you know the Candyman. He's one of the crazy people who's one of the mercenaries who's like, oh, we got off on the wrong foot. Stanley Goodspeed. Uh, do you like soft rock? How do you uh, feel about uh, Rocket Man by Elton John? I don't listen to that pussy shit. Well, you should because it's you. You're the Rocket Man. The and he fires the empty rocket at Tony Todd, shoots him out the, the window. Worst. Yeah, Tony Todd gets the best deaths in this movie. Also, Ed Harris is Yeeted dead. Yeah, yeah. Ed Harris. Ed Harris gets shot by his Marines. He got mutineered. Yeah, he got yeah, mutineered. Nicholas Cage also had to try and stop one of the little VX9 gas balls um, from the. He catches it. He you shoves the str- it. The, the classical, classy string of pearls. Elegant it, string of pearls. Elegant string of pearls. He shoves it into the last bad guy's mouth Ew. that kills him, and then he has to take some atropine to to save himself. Atropine. And he, he was able to signal the the green flares to set green off smoke, the green smoke to set up to stop the air force from blowing up the whole island. Did you clock who kill- that one fighter jet pilot was? Yeah, it was Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. I did. Not Jesus Christ. That. Jesus Christ. So wow. They're radioing and they're like, "Good speed, Jesus good speed. What's <laughs> good speed? Where's Mason? Is Mason there?" He's like, "No, he's dead." While Sean Connery's just standing there, he's like, "Mason's dead." Evaporated. So he was. Vaporize. vaporize. That could happen. Evaporate. That can a body, happen. A body could just vaporize. And then um, before before the FBI shows <laughs> before the FBI shows up, 
That's what the, they did in Batman, isn't it? No, they they um, dehydrated. dehydrated. <laughs> before before the FBI shows up, Sean Connery is like, "You need to go to Kansas. You go to this place over here, and this is, and that's where the secret microfilm that he's been hiding this whole time is. Why he's in jail? It knows who killed Kennedy, the moon landing. Um, and he marries his girlfriend. All yeah. these American no secrets. bastard children. Yeah, yeah. Did she clock the car he was in. That was a nice car. It was a 54 Volvo P... Was it the same, was it the same P544 car? P544 Was that beige. the same car that the Muppets drove around in? I have no idea what the Muppets drove. You know what? Yes. Movie, oh, yeah, he's like, I drive a vague Volvo. Yeah. It's beige. It's a good one. Okay, why I think this movie is better. Uh, yes, uh, cars. There are, more, there are more cars in this movie and better cars in this movie. I mean, mine's a plane movie. What are you going to do? But the Ferrari Spider and the Volvo and the Humvee... Uh, the guns, I'm going to say, is a toss-up because you guys had standard law enforcement. I also had standard law enforcement. It's not like we have the golden bullet guns from Face Off. No. Um, you have um, some, rockets. Somebody's movie has the golden guns from Face Off. Yeah, I know. It's There's fucking bullshit. Rockets. But then it all comes again down to supporting cast. Like I said, Dr. Cox, Tony Todd, the Candyman, Ed Harris, Michael Bean from Terminator, David Morris from 12 Monkeys, James motherfucking Bond. And You're also, resting it all on James Bond. Everyone it, else dies. And then also my... <laughs> is anyone else knighted? Like, get the fuck out of here. And then also my movie has meltdowns, has more meltdowns. Also has more action when you think about it because there are more shootouts in this movie than the whole Lerner airfield part. Mm. I agree. Does he still have time? He has a minute. But I am going to say The Rock, The Rock, the Rock. It's the literally the only reason why anyone should ever talk about Michael Bay as a filmmaker. It's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies ever. And again, James fucking Bond. You didn't say the best quote or meltdown, by the way. You oh. just said that there were. Oh, okay, fine. My, the <laughs> best quote. There's so many of them. The be- no, no, no. The best quote. The best quote in it is when uh, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. And Sean Connery is uh, he's trying to convince. Or no, Nicholas Cage is trying to convince Sean Connery. He's like, oh, you think you can do this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. Click gun. <laughs> boom. What's a big dick moment right there? B-D-E. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I am done. All right. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to go through the categories. Everyone is going to say, and oh, we have our handy dandy scorekeeper. Am I allowed to keep score because I have a table set up? Yes. You're fine. I trust you. Okay. Okay. I don't. So we're going to say. I'm a neutral party. I disagree. At least we'll in this movie one. with the best cars. In the next movie, you're going to hand it over to me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Movie with the best car. Everyone goes around and says either The Rock or Con Air. Whoever gets the most votes gets a point. That's the point you'll knock down. Okay. Correct. Okay. I'm obviously going to pick Conair only because I fucking love Wait, it. what? Cars? We're, Car- doing, we're cars? doing cars, yeah. Okay. I am going to pick Conair because um, I think this Corvette is gorgeous. And even though it gets destroyed, still gorgeous. I also chose Conair for cars because Corvette. John! Uh, I was going to go Conair because I love the C2 Corvette, but uh, I got to give it to The Rock because of that 964 Turbo in the background. Okay. Because it's, it's a dream machine. Matt, obviously you're picking The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Okay. Guido. 
355 F1 Spider. Are you serious? Are you? I don't care if it's yellow. Gated. It has a gated manual transmission. He also he also got so pissed off at you when we were talking about this beforehand, and you called it a Porsche. No, I I called it a Lamborghini. I I was very. I was upset. I was upsetty. I will never forgetty. Oh God! All right. So the Rock wins best car. Gets one ultimate point. Yes. Okay. One ultimate point. What about mega points? All right. What about Premier League points? Number two, best meltdown slash line from the movie. I know Conair doesn't have as many meltdowns, but I still think the lines in Conair are superior. What line would you suggest? I said it twice. Put the bunny down. No. no. It's not even a Nicolas Cage line. The Although John yours Malkovich isn't a Nicolas line. Cage line either. Yours is a Sean Connery line. No. Mine Carla, is a John Mal- Carla was the prom queen. Is that the line okay. or the one that Sean Connery said where losers go home and winners fuck the prom queen? That's a good one. Nah, all right. I'll go to Sean Connery. But also the meltdown, I will say, is listen up, a-hole. Oh, At see, least I, like, I have a meltdown. See, I like the other one better. When he's like, what do I do? And Chad Connery gives him the thumbs up and he's like, okay. Like, he freaks out. <laughs> I love that one. That's no, mine one. is the the next wings you see belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. God, I love John Malkovich. So I, I'm, I'm still picking, I'm still picking Con Air. What about us. the power of Zeus's butthole? Yeah, why Zeus? There's so many freakouts in your movie. It's It starts to become not as good because there's so many of them. I okay, completely so disagree with that. Of course right. you do. You like Ferraris. <laughs> Matt is picking The Rock. We're doing Best Freak Guido. Out. Oh, well, let's cut the chit-chat a-hole. Ugh. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah hands so down. The Rock. John? If we're truly going Best Freak Outs, I got to give it to The Rock. I okay. didn't realize we were going Best Individual Lines because Con Air is more quotable. Thank you for it that. It has more lines. I guess we kind of did that, though. Yeah. So. It's loosely defined category. That's true. But uh, you want to rein it in? What I wrote double lines high was the power of Zeus's butthole. <laughs> All right, give it to the so. rock. The rock. <laughs> there you go. Tammy. The uh, I mean, the rock for All the right. best meltdowns. Gotta pick the wrong one. All right. So the uh, rock has it. The next is best supporting cast. Do we need to run through supporting cast again? No. All right. Let's I go. am picking Con Air. It is superior. The supporting cast. And if I have to defend it, my supporting cast lasts a lot longer and has great lines. Whereas in The Rock, yes, the cast is great. Um, Tony Todd barely speaks. David Morse has one show. line. Uh, D- Michael Bean is killed within the first 35 minutes. Like the supporting cast doesn't last long enough to even be good, in my opinion. And the those best, are some great actors. The Ooh. best part. You're hanging it all on Sean Connery, who is not supporting in this. Hold on. Dr. Cox. He's in it too. Dr. Cox is in it too. But Dr. Cox has all of like eight lines. He's in it for a. He's in it for a. He came out with a custom-made vibration detector. Ed Harris is also. And I will also argue, Ed Harris. I'm sorry. The annoyance of of the Rock is that Ed Harris is not a bad guy. He was never going to kill anybody. You're just upset he's not wearing a Nazi uniform. (laughs) So I'm going to pick Conair. (laughs) Okay. That's one for Conair. One for Conair. Guido. Guido. Okay, so. Uh, listen, I love Conair, all right? Bashemi, okay? Even if Cyrus the virus wants to chew up the entire fucking movie, okay? I love it. However, none of them have been knighted. None of them have been James Bond. Get the, like, are you serious? I mean, yeah. The Rock for best supporting cast. That's one person, so though. so lame. That's one person. He's still is, a supporting cast. Is it a supporting cast. role? It's his, it's his vote. All right. 
Ted. Hey. You want to talk about chewing scenery? Ed Harris can barely speak. There's so much scenery in his mouth in that movie. <laughs> Tammy, I am going to choose Con Air. Thank you, Tammy. No explanation necessary. <coughs> oh no. Nope. All right. Okay. John. As great as Ed Harris was, Con Air, like just across the board, everybody in it was fucking great, all the way through. Yay. And I, I have to agree, The Rock wasted so much talent. There were so many high-quality actors where they were just like, here's three fucking lines. Fuck off. Thank you. All right. Con Air wins Best Supporting what? Cast. We, I got three. You got two. Are you picking Con Air? Best Guns. Well, no. Now, now since nobody let me say anything, yeah, sure. I was going to say Con Air, but oh, you right. fucking just were like, eh, I won. Okay, whatever. <laughs> fucking I'm sorry. bullshit. Do you yes. want to vote? Go ahead and vote. No. Go ahead and vote. I'm sorry. I thought you did vote. No, I didn't. You were talking about Sean Connery so much. I thought yeah, that I thought was you your voted. vote. I'm no, sorry. I was talking about Co- Sean Connery during my 25 minutes. I was going to vote because of Steve Buscemi, because of Danny Trejo, because of fucking Ving Rames. Not because of Cole Meany. I mean, I respect him. Yeah, he's a union man and all that stuff. I loved him in uh, Hell on Wheels What's and the other stuff that, he, that he's done. Not a yingling drink. I okay. fucking hate John Cusack. Love John Malkovich. John, but mostly because I, I, I... It would have been John better. Cusack you know what? I would have loved that movie more if it was Joan Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, me too. That oh, movie would have won Academy also. Awards if it was Joan Cusack. I think she would have been really Rock. good cast as, as that part. Remember when you thought that um the, the girl with the terrible blonde hair that works for John Cusack was one of was his sisters? <laughs> but it turns out it's actually the uh, fiance from The Wedding Singer. Yes. There is a third Cusack, right? Yes, she's in The Boys now. Oh, okay. she's oh there's Starlight's like six mom. Cusacks. Oh, okay. There's a, there is a Cusack in this movie. He's just an extra. Speaking of lots, there is there was a Baldwin at the beginning of uh, Con Air. There was. One of the dudes who starts the bar fight is uh, Billy Baldwin. I did not. Is that the Jesus-y that. one? Didn't or? we say, when we were watching it, is that a Baldwin? Yeah. Oh my God, we, we did, did say, say that. that. Yeah. What? What, the guy that actually picks the fight? Yeah. It's not No, Billy. that's not a Baldwin. That's the Are guy. You, Heather looked him up yesterday. No, that's the guy from Heat that. It's Rob, not, it's definitely not Billy Baldwin. It would have been Daniel or. Uh, but it's uh, not, no, it's not a Baldwin. It's one of the guys that. Um, oh, it's a guy from Heat. So it's another good that guy. He does look like a Baldwin though. Because any Baldwin <laughs> who's not Alec Baldwin is just a that guy anyway. We did say that. All right. Except for Adam Baldwin. Right. Yes. Best. Best. All right. Guns. Movie with best or gun slash action. We'll best say. gun slash action. I'll go first this time. The Rock. There's okay. more of it. Granted, there's a longer scene of the Lerner Airfield stuff and the and the sh- Vegas Strip and the Vegas Strip. But you got the car chase in the beginning. You got the shootout in the bathroom. You get shootouts at the lighthouse. And you're skipping over the super great uh, Navy SEALs action. Open the film. Exactly. Like that, that too. That too. Yes. Well, those are Marines, actually. They they inf- infiltrate. And they're not even Marines at that point. They're yeah, terrorists. They're black ops looking dudes. They're black op terrorists infiltrating a naval base. I'm going to. All right. So, I'm going to go with Conair because we get the fight scene in the beginning. We get. Obviously, the takeover of the plane. We get the Lerner Airfield. We get the Vegas Airstrip. We get the blowing up of the fun little bomb in the prison cell. We get fights. More hand-to-hand combat, in my opinion. prison bomb. Prison bomb. Yes, yes. You also have a bomb disarming in the rock, too. Just saying. Yes. If a prison bomb blows up. Prison bomb blows up. I'm going to go with... uh, We get a body dropping from the sky... That is pretty cool. That's not action. That's not just anybody. That's comedic effect. A Dave Chappelle body. A Dave Chappelle body. 
So uh, I, I, and then which leads to a uh, a traffic collision. Um, you know, just a just a lot of different um, kinds of action, hand to hand, plane to car, body to car, car to car, John. airplanes, Honor. flying cars. Yes, John. What do you think? What is my pick for yes. best action? Best yeah. action. Oh, it's The Rock. God damn it! The Rock uh. also had better guns. The Rock's an action movie. I don't really know what Con Air is. It almost wanted to be an action movie. But it's an anathema. It was a Cyrus the Virus movie. Yeah. Uh, but also Guido. just the guns alone in The Rock were cool. And yeah. it had F-18s, which are like the coolest guns. Guido. Well, I choose the movie, the only movie that had any weapon that had an elegant string of pearls configuration. Ah, oh, that's right. Rockets? Weapons of mass destruction biological weapons of mass destruction why sign me we up for the don't rock. have we as a nation don't have universal health care sign him up for that it's one of those things we wish we could uninvent and my vote is for the rock as well okay because i mean there's there's missile rockets i love missile ultimate, rockets those are like my favorite type of rockets Tammy. those are the ultimate <laughs> like exploding it's like vincent's right here exploding <laughs> Missile rockets. Missile rockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, The Rock. Yeah. I mean, the last so. category is your favorite, best favorite movie. You've already technically won because you've won the majority, but. But let's go through the last category. I'm still picking Con Air. I mean, I like, I do like The Rock and I love Sean Connery. I just like Con I just like, and I, I just like Con Air. John. Oh, The Rock. Uh, watching it this morning reminded me why I saw this movie like 75 times. Between 1997 and 2001. Yeah. Guido? Like, sometimes a bag of Funyuns is really all you need. And that is Con Air. Mm -hmm. But when I want a filet with some velvety, like, purple mashed potatoes covered in garlic butter, I will watch The Rock. Calling the rock of filet with purple oh, yeah. potatoes. No, I call I call I call I call face with this whole thing. I call I call I would call face off that meal you just described. The rock is basically just cool ranch Doritos because yep. they're awesome too. But something to savor every bite, you know. No, that no, if you want to savor every bite, you watch face off. That's why I didn't pick that. Oh, Tammy. I I really liked Con Air. You did like Con Air. I really did. Yeah, she she yelled. Yeah, she yelled at us. She's like, "I'm trying to take notes because we're all just like, yeah, we've all seen this movie like thirty (laughs) times. You imagine first time you had seen it. Well, I was trying to listen, and all you fuckwads were talking the whole time. You were complaining when we were watching Twins and doing that. Well, I even told you I was trying to listen, and you still didn't. Stop talking. Okay. What's your pick? What's your pick, Matt? Well, yeah, The Rock, of course. The Rock. All right. I love Con Air, but... And unlike Guido, I'm not going to say that one is better than the other. One is one style of chips. Actually, no. I will say Con Air is nacho cheese Doritos, but The Rock is... So original. Cool Ranch? The Rock is Cool Ranch. I like nacho cheese better than Cool Ranch. Does this make National Treasure cooler ranch? Ooh. This makes National Treasure like the the halo tied in that all the nerds love. So So Wicker Man would be salt and vinegar, right? Wicker Man would be chips that are dropped on the floor and then walked on. What the the fuck are you talking about? Mean. Oh, so they're those ones your buddy is inspecting now. (laughs) 
that's funny. He's chief inspector. All, All right, right Tammy. So that's four wins for The Rock and one win for Conair. Conair. So Which congratulations. Which did you pick for your best movie? You didn't pick, you didn't pick. Matt. No, you didn't pick your I best did. movie. I did. Conair. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I chose Conair. All right. Well, congratulations, Matt. The Rock has won cage match round one. We have a winner! By technical knockout of a four to one round, we have The Rock. You have to shake hands, though. It has to be a nice. They're shaking hands, everyone. And it was half assed. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, that is Cage Match. Round cage one. Match! Oh, yeah! So, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave us a review, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you want to suggest a theme month, you can do it on our website, or send us an email at at quadproquopod at gmail.com. Matt, do you want to tell us what cage match round two is? Uh, next week, we have Tammy versus Guido. We have Tammy's pick of the unbearable weight of Massive Talent versus Raising Arizona. And where can we watch these movies, Tammy? First. Both are available on Stars. Oh! Stars. I'm coming for you, Tams. I'm going to see you in the ring when I break you in two. Got you for three minutes. Three minutes of play time. Nick fucking. Oh my god. Woo! Cage! All right, so Unbearable Weight of Mass and Talent and Raising Arizona are Cage Match Round 2. John, thanks for coming on. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. All we'll right. see you next week as our tie-breaking contestant as well. All right, thanks, everyone. I look forward right, to it. Bye. <laughs>